The Plumbing Professional is sponsored by Blue Frog Plumbing and Drain. Welcome to The Plumbing Professional, a podcast for plumbers by plumbers, where we break down plumbing problems into simple processes. I'm one of your hosts, James Walker. And I'm your other host, Jack Pruitt. All right, Jack, today we're going to be talking about toilet rebuild and replacement. So why don't you give us a heads up on what a plumber needs to be thinking about as he's going, working with a toilet and evaluating the rebuild versus replace. Well, in my opinion, there's two types of rebuilds. There's a minor rebuild and a major rebuild. And which one is it going to take today? The minor rebuild is just changing out the fill valve, uh, maybe changing out a handle and a flapper. Uh, the major rebuild, you'd be taking the tank off and you'd put a tank-to-bowl gasket on. You might even take the, the bowl off the ground and put a new wax ring on as well. So those are two minor versus major repair scenarios, right? right? So obviously you're going to be out there and you're going to have a rocking toilet or the you know overflow or leak. There's going to be you know 100 different things. What diagnostic process do you go through to help a customer who might not have called you out for that toilet today that brings up a good idea james uh on a rocking toilet when you're talking about rebuilding the toilet or replacing the toilet before you even take that toilet off you need to mention the flange because if the toilet's rocking chances are there could be a busted flange here's what happens in the real world a plumber goes out and he says you know what i want to change your toilet When he changes the toilet, he looks down and finds that the flange is busted. Now he's got to go back to Mrs. Jones and say, Mrs. Jones, now we have to redo the flange as well. So now you're spending another two or five hundred dollars on the on the flange. And she probably thinks that you broke it. (laughs) Oh yeah, she thinks every time that you broke that. Right. So before you take any toilet off, I would absolutely tell the client that there could possibly be a flange that's broken. Uh, Even though it's tight, could be a flange that needs some repair work because you cannot see underneath the toilet. So as you're looking at this uh, repair, what the the, the flange underneath, what kind of dictates when you're going to talk about repair versus replace? Because at some point you add up all these little component issues, it's an older toilet, etc. When do you start to have the replace conversation? Or for the most part, if the customer's satisfied with, you know, the gallons per flush and, you know, the efficiencies and the style of the toilet, you just kind of repair it for them. That's a great question because some of the older toilets were 2 and 2.5 gallons per flush and anymore they're not 2 and they're they're 1 and, I don't know, not even 1 and a half sure. anymore. And they have a lot of silent um, flush now. a lot less water um, than the prior. So some of the older ones flush very, very well. However, most people didn't take and do any maintenance on their older toilet so it got stopped up around the porcelain and the holes around the lid up underneath the seat um by the way i've never done i've never done toilet maintenance (laughs) okay it would be stopped up with some um uh, calcium buildup and maybe some sand in the lines and maybe even some rust and corrosion from your water lines and the only maintenance that you could do on a toilet The best maintenance would be pouring vinegar in the top of your toilet. Once you take the lid off, there's a tube that goes right down the center of your toilet. I'd pour a little vinegar in the water, and I'd pour some vinegar in that tube. Most people think you can pour bleach down that, and it would work. And sometimes it will, but sometimes it won't. Sometimes bleach just won't eat that up. 
So vinegar actually works better than bleach in your Vinegar estimation. actually works better than bleach. And what are you talking, like a cap full? Are you talking a cup full? I would do a half a cup full. Okay. It's not going to matter if you do too much. So in yeah. vinegar is relatively inexpensive. Rather than just fixing that pain point today, what diagnostic process would you go through to look at everything from the flanges? I mean, do you just kind of push on the toilet to see if it rocks? Do you check back under the emergency? Sh- well, you tell me where, the, where we go. I'm, I'm seeing if that toilet does rock back and forth. And if it rocks back and forth, absolutely the first thing that comes to my mind is a broken flange. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't rock back and forth, in my opinion, I would mention the flange every single time, especially on an older toilet because it's an older flange. And then it brings us back to a couple episodes before where we talked about uh, water shutoff valves. The water shutoff valve underneath the toilet, is it working or is it not working? If it's an old one, why wouldn't we go ahead and change it out to a quarter turn emergency shutoff valve as well? Mm -hmm. And then a new flex line going up to the water heater. So it's a little deeper than what people think it is. It's not just changing the flush valve and the flapper. Uh, Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. But then it brings me to another point. Why did the flush valve and flapper go bad? Is it the water quality? Is it too much water pressure? Why did it go bad? Is that typically when you're finding the that the flapper goes bad? Is that the water quality issue? Again, a lot of that seems to be popping up when you're looking at rubberized elements, etc. Is that typically what the issue is? A lot of times that's just water quality. And so basically if you're a plumber, you're going around, you're diagnosing... Uh, some pretty good wear and tear on multiple different, you know, uh, toilets and faucets and everything else. That's just an indicator right there to do a water quality test. And we'll be talking about some testing that we can do, but just to evaluate, hey, how much calcium is in this and what is it doing to erode your fixtures? Absolutely. And we'll talk about water quality or water filtration in a few more episodes, but it's very, very important to know why something failed. And if we know why, then we can educate our client why this failed and then we can either do what she wants either replace it or fix the why sure yeah solve that why problem with a let's just say the wax ring needs to be replaced or something what's something indicative that that wax ring is going out and needs to be looked at or adjusted or replaced the only way you'd know if a wax ring definitely needs to be replaced is when you flush the toilet if water comes out from the bottom of the toilet chances are It doesn't need to be replaced unless the toilet is rocking, unless you take the toilet up. Every time I take a toilet up, I put a new wax ring ring on. We've talked about putting vinegar down to clean things out. I I know there's other ways that we can help customers for free of charge. You know, hey, just do this for maintenance, et cetera. I've heard of people obviously putting things like bricks in to drop into the tank to drop the the gallons per flush, different things like that. Is that good? Is that stupid? Are there other things that we can help a customer know how to better use their toilets to get longer, more efficient life out of them? I would never put anything in the toilet or in the water the tank of the yeah. toilet. Have you heard of that before? I have. I've in. even seen bricks in, yeah. in the back of the toilet, and they think they're conserving water. And I, I guess they might be because it would be less water in the, in the tank of the toilet, but it's not worth it because the brick is going to deteriorate as well. And when it deteriorates, it's going to leave little particles, and those little particles are going to get down and stop up the holes underneath the seat, underneath that rim of the toilet as well. Hmm. 
That's a good point. That's good to know. And that's probably good to educate the customer on as well. That whatever gains they might, whatever minute gains they might be getting in water savings are probably going to be exponentially overcome by the cost of, of, of putting that much debris into their water circulation of that toilet. I even read something on the internet the other day, and I don't know if this is true or not, but they say that little things that you clip over the side, to yeah. the little blue things, and it, uh-huh. you know, that makes the water blue. If you put those on, it's not that good for the toilet as well because it could, number one, the ones on the side of the toilet could fall in, and I have augured several of those out. Number two, if you put it in the tank and drop it in the bottom of the tank, sometimes it breaks up and it gets real gummy and it stops up the holes underneath the seat as well. So now we're on toilets. Let's talk about this is where you get, especially in a house of men, uh, you get some smells and ways that, you know, uh, the crystalline structure of uh, just around toilets and stuff can cause some pretty rough odors. Obviously, you know, going with some Lysol and cleaning things out is, you know, what can be done to keep it clean. But what other stuff can you do to make to keep a bathroom smelling nice and not just some plumbing tips that are a little bit different than just grab some Lysol in a, in a spray bucket? Well, I know there's some great bacterial products out there that you can clean very well with, and it brings out the smell. It, it, what it does, it eats up the smell, so there's not a smell. Okay. And the bacterial stuff, most of the time, you'll have to get it from a plumber. There's some great bacterial products that scientists make and grow. They don't make it. They grow bacteria in a lab, and so it's very, very good products for cleaning and to use with your toilet and so basically it could be something that you stock on your truck it's some sort of simple solution that could be a value-added product that you sell to the customer or even depending you know give them a free dose or trial love to see if they'd like it to, to kind of minimize that absolutely and i would stock it all the time interesting okay well any other thoughts about toilets toilet repair toilet replace that we'd like to yeah, discuss. there's a couple more things that I'd like to go over. When you are replacing a toilet, you need to take in consideration what are you going to replace it with. Okay. Most plumbers will have their favorite toilet, and I really don't care which toilet you use. The name brand is not as significant as the different types of toilets. In other words, there's a comfort height mm-hmm. uh, for taller people, for older yeah. uh, people, and it's a very good toilet. And then there's round or elongated, there's power flushes, there's all types of toilets. So make sure that we're not choosing for our client. Yeah. Let the client choose for them. So educate that client and let them choose. So that brings up a point uh, which is interesting and it might be a little off topic, but I've heard there's been recent studies that toilets that are too high for the general public are actually bad on the indigestion or the bowel system because it's better for toilets to be a little bit lower profile. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. Interesting, yeah. So uh, it's worth doing a little bit of research on, but basically they found that if you're seated up higher and your legs are lower on a toilet, then basically it doesn't allow the flow through process of your internal organs as opposed to if you got a lower profile. So interesting. I mean, I guess we're plumbers. This is what we get to talk about, but uh, research that's pretty interesting to see. Interesting. Jack, it's been great talking to you. We'll see you guys on the next podcast episode, and y'all have an awesome day. Thank you very much, and have a fantastic day. The Plumbing Professional is sponsored by Blue Frog Plumbing and Drain. Blue Frog is a national plumbing network that focuses on creating the optimal opportunity for its plumbers by providing an amazing experience for their customers. For more information, check out bluefrogplumbing.com.